lives are good. You can see. I mean, there's there's small things of you can't be dogmatic because it doesn't say explicitly, but I think you can put put things together. And either way, it, it doesn't change. It doesn't change the facts. You know, either way. If you put something in there that's, that changes the facts or anything like that, I don't think we can do that. But if it does if it doesn't if it doesn't really matter, if it doesn't change things, it doesn't change the meaning of the process or anything like that. You just have to be careful. What would you say? Uh, disciples <coughs> hit the storm. Jesus gets in the crowd. He's on that mountain uh, praying. Disciples hit the storm on the way back. And as usual, Jesus comes to their rescue, calming the storm. And uh, it's another display of power. Another display of that. Right. Yeah, we're in chapter six, toward the end of chapter six. Yeah, we're not got to seven. Yeah. Well, that's, that's over in eight. Yeah. I, I just mentioned that because we mentioned three five hours. Right. Uh, when reaching land again, Jesus is recognized. He needs to show passion. Because at the end of chapter six, he again goes, people bringing their people that need healing and sick, and word is spreading again that Jesus is, is come back. Um, and I think he's, I think he's near Capernaum. Was that Gazinarat or somewhere in that area, in that in that small region where his boat had landed? And so he's still in that area. Very well known. Remember, this was beginning uh, the pinnacle of his ministry as far as popularity goes. Because mm -hmm. he's 5,000 after that, kind of starts going downhill. And, and we'll notice too, as we go through, that, that Jesus is starting to go out into the Gentiles more. Because very soon after this, he's going to go to uh, power and sit. And he's going to be talking to a, a woman there. And so he, he, he kind of is scratching out into the, gen, the Gentiles more and more, which up until this point has been mostly with the Jews. Because he came to the Jews first, right? Huh? So he came to the Jews first and the Gentiles. Uh, so Jesus is doing what Jesus does, preaching the kingdom of God, Healing, ministering to needy people. And we as God's ambassadors are telling about the kingdom to come and preparing people for the kingdom. We, when we teach, when we preach, when we witness, we're telling people about this, about this, this great kingdom that's coming. 
It's actually already here, but there's one kind of As we come to the feeding of the 5,000, it's now about the beginning of Jesus' third year of ministry, and he has become very popular with the common people. All the signs, healing, feedings, and just being among them, not isolating himself from the common people, has gained him notoriety. And I say that because that's exactly what he's Pharisees were doing. They were isolating themselves from sinners. No, they isolated. They did. They did. Yeah, they didn't associate. They jumped on Jesus. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, yeah, they isolated. They below. They, they thought they were, they were below. They were just mm -hmm. common people. Yeah, common. That's where the that's where the word comes from. Yeah, common. They had, yeah, they had, they had rabbis and they had Jews that would follow. But we're going to see in this in this washing that they've done uh, when we get there how they. That's that's one reason why they done done this ritual, the washing washing of the hands. That's one reason why they done it because anything that was impure. I think it's out there, Larry. Oh, I thought Larry, maybe you want to. Well, maybe. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they 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 wanted to isolate themselves together. In fact, their name, if I remember when it was separated. I think and, I think I've seen. And, and, the, and the rabbis and Pharisees are not probably weren't a whole lot. Of they were four of them, almost a language group. They had influential members. Who was a teacher? He was a professional rabbi in the sense of somebody who had a follow who followed the site. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I had read also where the Pharisees could have a lot of authority. And so as we come to chapter number seven, that's why you see the scribes coming with them. <laughs> because they yeah. they have more authority as being teachers of the law. So I, I didn't I didn't I didn't know that until I, until I had read that. The people seem to respect or fear the Pharisees. Yeah. Um, they had carried weight, but they didn't have any official authority. Yeah. I guess I guess they could excommunicate you kind of yeah, the yeah, church, right. And, their, their center of power is the synagogue system, yeah. right? Whereas the Sadducees slash chief priests at the temple that they controlled. Uh, she asked them where they come from. Um, they, the best we can tell, uh, they were started after the return of the Babylonian captivity, sometime after that, to try to hold the nation true to the one who. You read the Old Testament. History, we see Israel turning away again and again against false gods. And they, they saw that too. That was their mission statement. We're going to hold the nation. Yeah, just after. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that would have been in the middle of Anyway, but it, yeah, it's that's where they started. They, they went way too far. 
Well, yeah, the story Michael started Card, off. Yeah. Michael Card said something I thought was was really good when we went to uh, intensive in John a few a few weeks ago. Uh, he said that a lot of the, the rabbis and the teachers and the Pharisees would describe Zerubbabel as putting a fence around the law. I thought that was a great way of saying yeah. it because what they what they you know, if the law if God says okay here's the line don't cross it. Well, then let's put the line over here and keep people from getting even close to the law. And they would say things like, you know, we put a fence around Mount Sinai, right? So we're physically to keep people touching the mountain. So we're going to metaphorically, we're going to put a fence there. And that's what they did. And they added all these rules. And then over time, by the time Jesus comes, they've got, you know, so many fences there. And you can find a Yeah, exactly. You can find a wall. Yeah. And yeah. they confused that. Yeah. With what God actually, as if God doesn't know where to go. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what we do. Wait, it's like, it's like uh, the law says don't go three foot. They would say don't go six foot. <clears throat> yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah. the law is too sacred, just like the name Yahweh is too sacred. So they avoid it. Avoid saying Yahweh to avoid the law, they they want the Mishnah and the Talmud. They don't want to go direct to the law. As we shift from uh, as we shift chapter seven, we see a stark contrast at the end of six and seven. That being his acceptance with common people versus Religious leaders despising him. This chapter, I see the reason uh, for the <clears throat> religious leaders rejecting Jesus. That being their total commitment to the tradition of the elders. It was called the tradition of the elders, of the elders over God's word. You know, and uh, we got we got <clears throat> traditions. You know, I, I touched on that last time. We have we have traditions, and traditions are not uh, necessarily bad. But when you when you make it equal, or you put it above the law, that's when it that's when it becomes <clears throat> that's. <clears throat> and I'm going to read here uh, some of what some of the rabbis. Uh, some of these high-ranking people have actually said in the in the book of uh, Almod and the missions. We're going to look at that just to get a little a little view of how they because you know they wasn't they wasn't totally deceived. My I've I've had kind of like a uh, a tolerance for these Jewish leaders, thinking that over the years they had been deceived, but uh, but a lot of these were not deceived. And some of the laws that Jesus is going to touch on, even in this chapter, goes will, will show us that they had made laws to go around the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, so it, it was it was intentional. Some right. of it, some of it was intentional. You know? uh, so their traditions became more important. They became law to them. Yeah. Uh, the law. I mean, yeah, yeah. 
it's kind of like playing a game with a child that keeps changing the rules. So they win, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's what that's or, what a lot of them. Or your wife. Oh, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Are you saying that because we were sitting here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can say it now. <laughs> because he's saying it on That's right. I'm here. I can feel it coming. Jesus has made them to give us a clear example why he's not following their leader's tradition, but rather the law. It's good to follow, follow the law, but the law will not save. Mm-hmm. There's there, there's nothing wrong in, uh, in trying to keep but the law, the law is not there. The law was there to show us our fault. And uh, it's not there, it's not there to say. And the Bible has many, many, has many, many examples. That's right. As we talked about last time, these Pharisees and scribes would be a good example of what a Christian should look like on the outside. You know, but the, but the outside can be very deceiving. It's even possible that we can deceive and be deceived by just going through the motions of a good little life. And I know a lot of people that are deceived and and these people are good people. I mean they live they live lives that I've seen that are exemplary, you know? I mean, uh, you know, and if you say something to them, they'll point your, they'll point your finger at you. Well, I'm, better, I'm better than you, you know? I mean, I see so many people like that. It's, it's sad. The Lord desires your true love and affection. Somebody had something to say. we're all saying by grace. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, the Lord desires your true love and affection. You make time to spend with Him in prayer and reading His Word. This is how this relationship grows. You know, I remember Warner said many times he just got married, went off to the military, went to Alaska, didn't really know Joan, but through her letters, he got to know her because she was writing every week. He didn't write that often. As I understand it, but uh, but that's how he got to know is is through these letters. The way we get to know our Savior is through His letter that He has given us. These leaders have kept the religious tradition, but had no true love for God's God. The Pharisees were doing the same thing we are supposed to, but with a different attitude. Ours comes from the heart's desire. Theirs from a need for a word. Quite possibly their hatred grew toward Jesus as they saw the truth displayed through Jesus. I think a lot of their hatred grew because of that. But was unwilling to change. They were unwilling to change. It's also interesting to me that Mark puts these events together. The height of Jesus' popularity 
and the delegate and the and the delegating is called from and the these people are called from Jerusalem. Um, and I and I think quite possibly they may have been called down to to kind of water down this excitement that was going on with the people. You know, uh, so there were Pharisees, and we learned in the last Bible study, he had mentioned there's about 6,000, they thought there was scattered all over. But if you came from Jerusalem, you know, and, and Jerusalem was a very, very important place. And, and one reason is, something else I read here recently, is because at least all three of the Gospels, that's what all three of the Gospels are building up to. It's what's going to happen in Jerusalem. Some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands, according to the tradition of the elders. 
And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups, and pots, and copper vessels, and dining cabinets. I thought that was very interesting. Even even some of the furniture that they would sit on. With a little note in my Bible says what Larry said, pictures had and dining couches. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just it's some some and the Pharisees and the scribes, verse 5, and the Pharisees and the scribes ask him, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders that eat with defiled hands? You know what I want to say right there? <clears throat> in case we don't get to it, that's uh, they had they had enough sense to know that it was their tradition, not God's word. Isn't that interesting? That they that they, they admit they admit to that. Well, they God tell them that they had to be all this miracles for Washington for No, no. Oh. and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But where, where that comes from is the Old Testament from the priest, mm -hmm. from Aaron and his descendants before they would go into the temple to sacrifice. Yeah, they took it a step beyond that. Yeah, to, to where all people Every yeah, time. That, and again, that's part of that that's, fence. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Exactly. I like that fence. I, I've seen that too. And I, I, I wrote that down too. But it, what he said in connection with the scriptures, it says, if, think about it. If you believe that your eternal salvation hinges from keeping the law, it starts to make sense. Putting that there. Yeah. Get the other word's face. It says, hmm. yeah. Well, didn't we understand that um, when start talking about David? Does man look on the outside? It's almost like us. Uh, we know what we know the speed limits, say 60, but <clears throat> the cops are not going to stop you. They'll give, they'll give you at least five miles, an hour, five miles an hour over the speed limit. So I'll set my cruise control on 64. <laughs> Because I know that that's that's that if that's that fence, right? I know where they're going to give me a ticket. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put that banner. I'm gonna go over the limit and just right down top of the Yeah, I think the fence is in the wrong direction there. Right? Isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? <laughs> it is. It does get stretched after about seventy-six, right? <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't go that. <laughs> Pharisees in uh, verse verse number one. Pharisees, some of the teachers of the law who had come down from Jerusalem, gathered around Jesus. I can almost hear Peter telling this story as Mark and others listen. So you know, that's that's how Mark got uh, most of his information was from Peter. Uh, 
because Peter even calls him son at one point. No, he wasn't biological. So he, he followed Peter around, and if Peter would preach, Mark would be there, and Peter would tell these stories, and 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 then Mark wrote this gospel. You know, why didn't Peter write this gospel? Well, I guess he's busy writing it. But Mark is Mark is recounting the, the, the stories. And I can I can imagine this because Mark is listening almost as the leaders had kind of entrapped Jesus around because it said they had come around. You know, we know this at the first time that they would do that. They would put him and his disciples kind of in the circle. Uh, because it says they gathered around him. Mm-hmm. You know, they gathered around him. And I believe that's a literal gathering around him. And and another thing, it was it was done in public. It was a public mm-hmm. display. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it wasn't done in private. You know, right. if we mm-hmm. have if we have an issue with somebody, we should go in private first. Yeah, but that's not that wasn't their intention. No. They wanted to discredit them. That's, that's right. And so you do that in public. Yeah. Yeah. And his disciples. And his disciples. Yeah. So they pointed fingers at the disciples instead of at Jesus. Why? Because they were an easier target. Mm-hmm. They were an easier target. Well, they're also supposed to be a reflection of the teaching forever. Yeah. yeah. That's right. We're going we're to talk about the fruit of this ministry here by leading, by leading these standards. Yeah. And if they're doing it, obviously Jesus standards are still high. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no so whatever if you have to wash his hands <laughs> yeah that's right you know there's nothing wrong right you get our hands dirty that's that's why this tradition of the elders and we're going to look at look at that too uh it, it wasn't a hygiene thing it wasn't it wasn't a thing to get rid of the dirt because they, they used, if I read it, read it correctly, they used less than two eggshells full of water mm-hmm. to do this, to do this washout. Mm-hmm. That was how, that's how little they used. We know it wasn't for a baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was ceremony. That's right. Ceremony. Yeah. Gathered around them and how quickly uh, the tide had turned. You know, so they had to trap Jesus. And and by first or six night, we're going to see later on how quickly that tide turns. Mm-hmm. All right. It seems Jesus is again in Galilee. This is where most of his ministry has been so far. He's being attacked or confronted in his home place. Of most notoriety and popularity. And I don't believe this was any accident. Uh, the other time Mark tells us of a similar account is in Mark 3.22. And that reads, And the teachers of the law, who had come down from Jerusalem, said he is possessed by Beelzebub, by the prince of the demons. He is driving out demons. Notice in both cases, they come some 90 miles away to discredit Jesus. Um, 
apparently coming from Jerusalem, held more weight. Uh, another commentary I, I was reading made mention that Jerusalem was very important because this is where Mark is leading us to. This seems all the Gospels do as well. I can mention that. First, in, in uh, verse 1, we, seem to, we see the uh, accusers, the ones that are coming down, the Pharisees and the scribes. This section is a warning to us to evaluate our true relationship with Jesus. Do you have a relationship, or is it just a religion or a religious activity that you do on Sunday? That's 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 a serious, pretty serious thing to think about. For the Pharisees, it was a written list. Ours should be one that comes from the heart, with the same outcome but a different attitude. Attitude attitude makes all the difference in the world. Love, as, as we talked about today, makes all the difference in the world. With love and understanding of ourselves and others, love for love for others, understanding ourselves. To the Pharisees, it was a way of making themselves seem more holy, more dedicated, making them more serious about their devotion <coughs> to God. <coughs> Mark tells us uh, the accusation that he's brought forth. Again, it was it was uh, outward. And in this in this chapter, Jesus is really going to address three groups of people. He's he's addressing the Pharisees and the scribes. Verse fourteen, he will address the crowd, and then in verse seventeen, he will address his disciples. Uh, here in verse 2, Mark is, is giving us an explanation about the tradition of the elders. And again, this is this is because that, uh, I believe that this book was written to Roman Gentiles. They wouldn't have known about this, this tradition. So Mark goes kind of into detail about explaining what the tradition of the elders was. He's right, the Jews, he wouldn't have to make, uh, he wouldn't have to give this. Good point, commentary. Yeah, before before he goes into, into the thing. Yeah, that's right. We need to know about the tradition before we uh, come with the accusation. In the form of a question to look proper before the people. So they come. When we come back to the accusation, they make it in the form of a question, which was actually an accusation. It wasn't a question, it was an accusation. Okay. Um, by the way, there are two different kinds of questions, right? Questions that are sincere questions that are really defensive questions meant to be an argument, not really. We run to that sometimes when you share the gospel people and talk to them. Pepper, pepper you with, you know, evolution questions or something. And they'll wait for you to answer the first question for the guy and the barrel, you know. Yeah. And, and it's just a form of attack, really. Yeah, and it's very interesting that Jesus never really explicitly answers the question. Yeah, that's true. 
He tells them what he wants them to hear rather than answering their question. You know, That's right. Very, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. yeah. He I mean, did that often. Yeah, he did. A lot of times. That's right. I'm like the woman at the well who directly answered, very directly answered the question. Because mm -hmm. she was sincere. She was sincere. She was sincere. Her lots of great. First two reads, they saw some of his disciples take his hands that were defiled. That is, unwashed. <clears throat> Charge brought before his disciples had to do with the Pharisees' traditions regarding purification. It had nothing to do with good hygiene or even the commandment of God. Uh, and this is this is where we're introduced to the tradition of the elders versus the law of God. And again, I, I said earlier, the traditions in themselves are not wrong. But these Pharisees and scribes, they imposed their convictions, their traditions on everyone else. You know? <clears throat> How often do we try to do that? Too, or we may not try to do it, but how often do we think? You know, if we have a certain conviction about something, you know, uh, one one thing I'm I'm thinking that could be smoking, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I don't know many of us that smoke, but but that's that's not wrong in itself. But if we impose that. As being wrong or ungodly, that's that's imposing our conviction over on somebody else. That's that's when it's wrong. When it's not God's word, it's just basically our opinion. Okay. Some scholars have called the tradition of the elders fence laws. That the Pharisees have put around the law of God to protect. If you didn't break the tradition. And you wouldn't break the law. And that sounds good, right? But over time, these traditions, offense laws, will give greater authority than the original law of God. And the example Mark gives the tradition of washing your hands and the law that Jesus will address in verses 10 to 13 are perfect examples. You know, just about that. Um, um, another one thing we learned that one of my partners, you know, the, the, the temple layout had that outer court, Gentile, very large area that sort of basically not looked like all bizarre and menace, you know, that Jesus went in front. But beyond that, then, was this was the, the court of the, the nation. Court of women, I think they called it, Court of Israel, where where Jews could go. But there was there was there was a wall there. But before that wall was this sort of lower barrier around it. That that there was a sign that said, if "You're effectively if you're a Gentile. You cross this to this ground." Right? And it's it's um, so emblematic of exactly this. Instead of Instead of paving the way to God, they're erecting all these barriers to God that people are trying to get. And Jesus said that, right? He said, you're, 
all these people are trying to get a kingdom can't get right. But there was even a physical, I think that's what Paul has in mind when he says in Ephesians 2, right, that God has destroyed that divide. Yeah. That's right. That's that's very interesting. And I'm sure right inside that wall they have a place uh the twins. You know, like like we're talking about. Because you would have been outside yeah. touching Yeah, even even they even went to the some of them have said even touching money that Gentiles had touched. Mm-hmm. Uh even food, buying food from Gentiles, brushing up against Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to go through that ritual again. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure you know it would make sense that when you went into that sacred place that they mm-hmm. were called the Jews, that there would be a place there to do that ceremonial mm-hmm. cleansing. Yeah. I don't know. It just I hadn't thought about that, but it seems like that would make sense knowing how explicit these uh, these Jews were. But yeah. you know. It's, it's showed this corruption of the system. The the there were thirteen silver trumpets scattered throughout there, where you could give money to the temple. Those were in the court of the Gentiles. They're happy. To uh, take, uh, uh, they were happy to take that is, take that money. Yeah. Don't cross that marriage. Why was it just talking? There were there were some. I mean, you read that in uh, John twelve, right? Where the, so there were definitely there were definitely God here. This tradition washed part of what for God, the regular people. Uh, this tradition of washing was not part of the law got to regular people, but was to the priestly washing for the temple sacrifice. You can read read about that there and in his descendants in Leviticus 16.30, Exodus 30, Exodus 40. That's all these laws to the, as far as uh, priest, yeah, 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 not, and yeah, and, and the priests actually went there for the people. They were they were they were basically going there to cleanse the people uh, symbolically. That's what that's what the priest priest job. Just like we we go before the Lord as priests for the unsaved people because mm-hmm. they they can't come pray to. Only prayer he hears from them is a prayer of repentance. That's why we come. That's why we have that priestly connection. That included all the Jews that wanted to be separated. Now, not all the Jews done this when, because we can see even some of Jesus' disciples did this. Because Mark says some of them. But all the ones that they that the, that wanted to be wanted to live that separated Godly looking life would do this. Hmm. Uh, R.C. Sproul writes 
the the Pharisees believe in a tradition in the Pharisees believe that in addition to the written words of the law, Moses received instruction for its interpretation of the law. Now RC didn't believe this. You understand what I'm saying here? This he just makes a comment. The Pharisees that uh, that Moses received instructions for its interpretation and application. Other than the written law, he was up on the mountain, God gave instructions. This oral law was passed on by word of mouth from teacher to teacher. And Jesus talking to them, Jesus consistently appeals to scripture and always seeks, seeks to get back to its true meaning. Again, as illustrated in verses six and eight. It was the old law until they set it down in the mission. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it was it was then that they really solidified their remember this now. Yeah, um, uh, solidified their power base with the synagogue system. And that, and that was done somewhere uh, around four hundred BC around Ezra's age. That's when they started writing these things oh, down is when they started from what I've read. Well, Ezra would, yeah, Ezra, that makes sense because Ezra would have been part of the return and the rebuilding of Jerusalem. So that's that's about when the Mishnah had come come about. And then the the, the Talmud, 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 Talmud. The Mishnah, they basically enlarged it to become the Talmud. Talmud was the commentary. Yeah. I thought the, the Talmud was a big book, and inside that book was the mission. Well, which yeah. Gave, yeah. Is that, that's, is that that's right? What I so, meant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The mission of the was supposed to be that codified oral tradition. Yeah, it was. Right. Yeah. Different, yeah. different, a little different from commentary mm -hmm. on the respect to Rabbi. Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, would be would be. Both cases, whether you're talking about that fence around the law or you're talking about the commentaries, you know, where, where rabbis quote one another, you know, especially the very respected rabbis, rabbi so and so said mm -hmm. this, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's what makes Jesus' teaching so remarkable that people are shocked that he uh, speaks with one having authority, mm -hmm. right? He cites himself, he doesn't. Quote somebody else, he says, I remember what he said, but I say, you. <laughs> and it stops there before the time. Yeah. 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 Anyway. But that's, that's interesting about this. There were really three books. The, what was the first book? The Torah? Well, oh, the, the Torah is the Bible. Yeah, that's part the of Bible. Bible. That's the first five Bible. books. Right. Same and as then the you have the Talmud and the Mishnahs. Those, well, those are the three big books. Yeah. Read. The the Torah first, and then the Mishnah, and then the Talmud last. What? Oh, okay. Um, they did they did accept the writings, the prophets, at least some did. Uh, Pharisees or Sadducees. And uh, and Jesus is talking with them. Jesus simply. Consistently appeals to scripture and always seeks to get back to its true meaning as illustrated in verses six and eight. And in those verses, and he said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? 
And then Isaiah writes, in Isaiah 29, 13, the Lord said, because this people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me, their mm. fear of me is a commandment called by me. Um, before we move on to verse 3, the statement in uh, verse 2 that says, Some of his disciples ate with their hands that were defiled. Uh, this, this, I believe, shows the diversity of his followers. Some of, them, some of them did that, and apparently some of them may have not, because it says some of his disciples. Again, the common people, people that were most likely rejected by the religious system. And I'm not sure if it's talking about just strictly the 12 that were right there, or Jesus had other disciples as well. But his, his disciples, he had, he had a great number of followers. So I'm not sure if it's talking about these 12 or uh, just a lot of disciples generally followers. Also, something else that uh, is interesting there is the cultural difference. You know, we with utensils, they at that time ate their meals with their hands, which is which is interesting too, because he, he mentions uh, eating with their fingers, left hand. That'd be very surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know there's one hand that you interact with and eat with. Usually. Is this the right hand? Right. Well, I don't care just as long as he. <laughs> just give me a four. I got you. Just make sure he's awake over. Yes, sir. All, <laughs> all seriousness, I mean, the Pharisees, apparently, they're always 10 steps away from one of these washing basins. Yeah. Just due to the nature of their career path. The general man, I mean, if you're out here in the field working, even the disciples, the Lord was saying, three years, you, you chuckle at Mark because of the clip, you know, that he pace that he had to put. But that's literally what Christ had was that type of pace. Yeah. You're walking through a grain field and the Lord's. Still got you by about 50 feet. And you're trying, and you see these stalks of grain, man. You're just taking the heads off those things because you are on the moon. <laughs> you and the other, who knows how many disciples were behind them, you know? Yeah. Whole groups sitting there just cleaning those things off. There's not time to stop yeah, and wash yeah. and prepare the dinner and wash the, you know, Tablecloth, all this nonsense. The Lord had things to do, and He had three years to do it. Yeah. Well, well thank that God. didn't include all these parasitical laws. Yeah. yeah. Well, think about Paul's ministry. How fast paced. Very fast. I mean, all the places that he was, he was in. Yeah. And I believe I believe part of that was because <coughs> he thought the end was near. He wanted to get the gospel message out. I think that's the biggest reason mm -hmm. 
why he he was so set in his in his ways of getting the gospel message. He wanted to, he wanted to let people know before the Lord came back. I believe I believe all these disciples probably thought the Lord would come back. You know, because of what they had seen. You know, we think we've seen it bad. I'm sure it was bad back then. We, we probably can't imagine what it was like living in Jesus' day, living under these harsh religious conditions. You know, we live under the government today. We we really got it pretty easy. Especially you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you lived in China, it might be a different, yeah. a different story. Right. But here we, here we got it, we got it pretty easy. We sure did. You know, you're talking about a short clip of ninety miles, even you know, and they're just talking, they're just rambling these things off like candy. Yeah. You know, without a road system, if you walk here to Hendersonville, twelve miles, that's a, that's a good think journey. 12 miles. You're talking about 90 miles, just credit, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is. Well, we're used to doing things. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they were in better shape than we are. You know, yeah. you're, you're not know, washing your hands. You're not washing your hands and your fork and your spoon all the time. I mean, you, you know, you're grizzly ass. <laughs> yeah. John the Baptist, I'd be like, you're moving. These guys were no sissies. That's what they were no sissies. The key thing is, like you said, Larry, when the hygiene thing is a ceremony. Right. right. So they they just felt like that's what they needed to do. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And, and how often, how often we do, when, we, when we come to the Lord and pray for our food, it, it's just, it just happens. You know? And that's, that's why it's important to really stop thinking <coughs> about what you're doing. Don't just ramble off some random prayer that uh, that you memorize. You know, think about what think about you know giving thanks for what you what you're about to partake. You know, simple things. Simple. Put the child to bed. Start praying for the meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So you know, this so is the first. Serious. This is the first time that Jesus' disciples face criticism for this kind of thing. I was thinking about uh, in John chapter three, the second half of that chapter, uh, John the Baptist's disciples get into a squabble with uh, some Jews over ceremonial washing. It doesn't say specifically well. It's probably the way to kind of thing, and that kind of boils over. In this, this, they get all hot under the collar and bothered about these things in the cycle, cycle and it boils over into their uh, criticism of Jesus, which is interesting that they they say this man, they can't bring themselves to say his name, right? That, that this man who you talked about, that John launches this whole thing of Jesus and they're envious of his rising popularity and John's decrease. Um, uh, but it, it it gets me thinking, you know, I've been in environments like that where we would say maybe legalism, you know, but it's 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 there's there's these expectations that are put on you to behave a certain way, or, or like you say, not smoking, or not drinking alcohol or something at all, you know, or listening to only Christian music or whatever it is, right? And certainly there, uh, all, all of this kind of stuff, and you're in this environment pretty soon. You're so distracted with, with that that you can't see people. 
value for people. And then when you encounter environment, you know, we went out to Grace Church in California. It's like, wow, these, you know, there's like this freedom. But it's not freedom to sin. It was, it was just an amazing, amazing difference. It, you know, it's shocking. It's hard to reconcile that in the brain. You know, these people aren't doing all the stuff that I thought you had to do to please God. And yet they're, they love God and, they, you know, there's a power in, in what being said that clearly is from God. And I think it just had a, you know, John's disciples, these guys have a hard time processing that. How can Jesus be so powerful and even do these miracles and yet he doesn't march in line with all these things that we've just taken for granted God wants us to do? I think about Peter, even after after the cross, look back. He said, "I'm not doing anything." Still going back, back to the law. Another example is Apostle Paul. You know, the Pharisee of Pharisees, a very, very religious person. If he went to hell, he would have been probably the most religious person. You know, in hell. But he didn't. God saved him. That's right. That's right. And, and, and you can't save yourself until the Lord That's right. brings brings that out. If the Lord had to bring it out Paul's life, be faithful, be the Holy Spirit had to bring it out in Peter's life. He has to bring it out in our life as well. And I'm sure these, these disciples of John were very committed uh, to the Lord or, or to John. And yet they were still in this uh, system. You know, it's hard. It's hard to break away from the system. Very hard. It's hard. It does. It does. We, yeah. Yeah. Even things that we've been taught for years and years, and then we, we find out that it's it's not exactly what the way it went down. It wasn't intentionally taught in a. It wasn't its intent was not to be taught uh, bad. It's just it was just an idea. It's hard to it's hard to break away from things like that. It really is. You know, God has to show you, work in your heart. You have to read and study and get and get to the bottom. You know, Larry, from a from a different point of view, when I uh, first got saved, I think that's what I'm saying. And that's that's everybody around me cussed. And that was really hard. I'm just saying, because it's so still. It wasn't until the Holy Spirit kept saying, hey, it's not right. What you're saying is not right. It's not right. And then it would be, what about something come out and it'd be like, then that conviction will happen. But yeah, when, when, you, when you're involved in this for so many years like that, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing to change. But it can be done by the grace of God like and the Holy Spirit, like you said, conviction. Your conscience has your conscience has been seared, so to speak. Yeah, right. It was, it was this common talk to me. You know, didn't know any better. I don't know if anybody else has ever shared. Yeah, but better than that, but it was common. I mean, mm -hmm. you're saying that the package of locusts that John was eating from was not kosher. <laughs> <laughs> it may have been kosher. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think it. I don't, I don't think it had a uh, we were driving up, and after we listened to our Zoom and stuff, we were going by. 
church if we were to walk we would be seriously criticized. Unfortunately, uh, maybe even shun. Certainly not approach. Terrible thought. You're not to be able to stop what you're doing wherever you're at, walk into house Lord into whatever time you have. Whatever marketing that you have, your hair's not, you know, what kind of clothes you have. And have to stop going saying, Is it worth the ridicule I'm going to get when I walk through these doors? You know. And a lot of times, it's not worth it. Don't ever be in that. Don't ever be in that camp. Because Christ didn't stop anybody from approaching. That's what spiritual maturity comes in for. Whether younger, I remember, and I'm I'm going to close with this because I know we get plenty. We were we were at our other church. I've only been to one other. Yeah, we've been here about 40 years. <clears throat> Anyhow, we went, uh, and we were up in the choir singing. Me and Warner, we, we sat together. But, so we seen this guy come in, uh, had long hair, real rough. And we, you know, we, we made comments. Uh, I don't remember the exact comment, but before the service was over, he came up to the hallway, mm-hmm. you know. And I was, and I'm the one that made the comment before. He didn't say, I don't think. But it was, it was my spiritual immaturity. You know, I've been, I've been saved for close to 43 years now. Probably about 38 years ago. But it, it takes time to mature. You know, it, it does. It takes, it takes time. It takes time. Well, he says God sees the God sees them. He doesn't see them. We had a guy named Mark. Remember, he came to our church. He had long hair, long time ago, and he was—he had real long hair, and he was a young fella. And he came for a short period of time, and then he came in one day, and he had that conviction of that hair. Don't remember him? I don't remember. Really? I usually don't. Maybe I dreamt that. No, maybe I'm not sure. Church is very, our church is very, we've got a lot of spiritually mature people. And the past failure that just, that just that's, that's to your credit. Or a lot of it, a lot of it is to your credit because the teaching, the thing that you've been drilling in, so much thing, but we, but we appreciate it. We, we are very, 